Are you, are you starting? <laughs> okay, I guess I've started. Um, hey guys, welcome to We Have No Idea. My name is Cheeky. My name is Sunzaini. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. It's been a long summer since um, we last did this. So we're in our new house now, um, which is really good. We now live together, so hopefully we'll be a bit more regular and organised. I feel like is the best way. We can keep each other accountable when it comes to editing, recording, posting, Instagramming, all that jazz. You look very happy about it, said Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> she knows the text messages I was sending her a few months ago. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, it's going to be great, it's going to be good. Um, just as long as I that's all I say these days. Mm. You're out of dissertation mode as well, which makes this whole thing, well, education mode, you're finished now. Yeah, so, like, everything can be a bit more... Um, Regular, yeah, yeah, she's gonna be really cool. But you are in final year. How's that going? Um, it started literally like first lecture I went in, and I was like, Whoa, this guy intense! And you know, it's intense when the PowerPoints look very simple, Holy which means that like there is a lot of reading to do. Mm -hmm. So, I am learning about consolidated financial accounts, okay. Um, I've started auditing, taxation, mm -hmm. so tax avoidance, all mm -hmm. that jazz. Mm -hmm making the rich richer mm -hmm. but I feel so like especially in that lecture like I just want to have arguments with like my lecturer not because he's like a bad guy but I'm just like why is this allowed to happen mm -hmm. but um it's I guess good knowledge to learn and like organizations really like it because again they like to keep the rich rich yeah um what else have I done international financial management which is about what do financial managers do the decisions they make when it comes to investment and I'm also doing a dissertation style module it's only 7,000 words like so, what? huh like what? yeah it could um but I think it's like it's just we're so raw compared to like other courses where like dissertations you know it mm -hmm. there's quite loads more like information to start off with or like a bit more guidance but ours is just like so yeah this is um a little review we need your research proposal end of the month mm -hmm. um and then you were quite you're left to your own devices really mm -hmm. um which i think is really good i've done like a topic like that before but i think i uh, i was talking to my lecturer and i've decided what it's going to be on so like the influence of diversity policy mm -hmm. when it comes to recruitment mm -hmm. um for BAME students, so something around that. Mm -hmm. I still need to like refine it down and make sure it's specific to accounting and finance. Okay. But um, I think it's gonna be like a fun year. Like it's gonna be intense. But I think like I enjoy living life at like a certain intensity level. Like if you're not feeling pain, are you really working hard enough? Wow. Okay. That's I'm a my... weird like st sadistic when it comes no, to things I, like that. I think my th that's a policy that I apply to the gym if I don't feel pain. Yeah. Doing it right. That's actually everyone's gym pulse. Like if yeah. it hurts, it, it's, it's working. It's working. Like when I wake up and I feel the aches and the pain, I'm like, yes, hallelujah. Oh, that booty coming though. No, my booty has changed. It's about my um, six pack now, which I need to get back onto it, and just like um, be out here like try to be healthy try to take care of myself and yeah self-care bitches yes but yeah how, how has your summer been um what did i do this summer you worked work 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 um i worked this summer um so i finished placement so i finished placement at um the end of july so my holiday was like a bit shorter mm -hmm. and then did i go on holiday no i didn't i went back to work <laughs> but um a different job so this is like a summer camp um and it was like really cool we got to go to like 
um, a place called Chase Waters, which is like an activity center. Mm -hmm. And it was all water-based, so we got to go like canoeing with them. Mm -hmm. And like, it was really fun. Like they did like raft building, which is, I feel so like we need to do as like a friendship group. Because mm -hmm. it's absolutely hilarious. There was this one boy that was like, no, I'm not going. Because they actually had to go into the middle of like the lake mm -hmm. and like paddle their way around mm -hmm. and really work as a team. And mine, absolutely amazing. Like they all went for it, but there was this one boy who was like, no, I'm not doing it. So just as like we pushed them out into the water, he jumped off and just swam for his life. Oh, <laughs> and came back into dry land. I was like, no, get back on it. Like, especially when it comes to senior mentors. Yeah. I was definitely like one of the more stricter ones, mm -hmm. but I think in the end they kind of appreciate it. So I was I was like, I went like proper drill sergeant mode, like, get back on the raft, who do you think you are? We work as a team on this team, so get back on it. And literally like all the instructors, because they have like qualified guys, yeah. and most of them tend to be like ex-military, yeah. mountaineery guys who like make a bit of money on the side, but like they're fine. And they're all looking at me like, this 5'3 girl can really shout, can't she? And they were just like, yeah, you're really good, aren't you? Like, these kids need to like get a bit of discipline in them and you're doing proper good. And yeah, um, the guys who always work there are just hilarious because they're all just super military lads. Mm -hmm. So like, they're just not about it. So especially if you're like really lenient with your kids, they start disliking you oh, as the instructor. Yeah. So I, tend, I got on like really well with them because we were there for like five days. Mm -hmm. So even like with my kids, I could tell they were treating them much nicer compared to some of the <laughs> as well um so i did that um uh, what else did i do um the government gave me back my money hallelujah um i've got another tax rebate coming yes they're just they're slacking uh -huh. um so the government gave me money but my credit card is still look moving mad <laughs> um grad schemes applying to get a job hopefully staying in newcastle but god yeah. has a plan and we're just gonna follow it and go with it She's just on the throne. This Amen. is I've said this in the last day. Really. <laughs> we're doing great. We're doing we're great. Doing great. We're like, doing great. if you're not dead, you're doing great. We're doing great. I think that's the motto this year. It's like, um, well, this last three months, I think now, of the year. Yeah. Just, we're doing great. We're doing great. Nevertheless, she persisted. Just keep going. Literally, you wake up and say, today's going to be a good day. Okay, I need to do that. Well, she, you make me do yeah, that. Yeah, I literally fall you every time I go past your bedroom in the morning. I'm like, Sensei, it's going to be a good day. And I force you to say it back to me. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a good day. Great. I feel as I say it more when it's been a bad day. That's that true. it's going to be a good day. Because I mentally have to like keep myself in check that like it's going to be a good day. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus has a plan. Whatever's happening is happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. Let's just proclaim it's going to be a good day. That is true. And I think one thing that I'm really truly appreciative of is the Jesus jar. Oh yeah, we have you. a Jesus jar. So would you like to explain what it is? Um, so Jesus Jar is, I guess, our in-house version of like pros reports. Yeah. So anytime like something good happens, you put it in the Jesus Jar. I think you said that like the end of the month, not end of the month, end of the year. Um, we'll open it up and go through. But I think again, like a visual representation, like every day, I guess we have struggles or like good things happen, mm -hmm. but you literally move on to the next day and then forget about like the day. You might remember like a week, yeah. but like the month, good stuff, which is like could have been so minor, like. Oh, somebody like gave up their like seat on like the tube for me or something random like that. And it's yeah. like little, but at that time, because you were dog tired, mm -hmm. it was just like such a precious thing. Yeah. So I think again, just like a visual representation to be like, I've had good days. We're going to keep having good days. Yeah. Um, we have a friend, um, Quaid, if you're listening. Well, one, bro. Um, <laughs> oh my God. 
to say I wouldn't say that to me in person. Anyway, um, and we're talking about psychological well-being stuff, and he was saying one of the greatest things that you can actually do um, to enhance your psychological well-being is practicing the act of gratitude and thankfulness. Oh, and literally. I think People are making an industry out of it now. The amount of gratitude books that are yeah, there. Yeah. And it's just simple. Like For us, it's writing a note, one good thing or two good things that happen during the day. And you have to actually reflect on your day and mm-hmm. actually say, oh, X, Y, Z may have not gone as how I wanted, yeah. how I predicted. However, um, at the same time, I'm going to choose to be grateful for maybe not him somebody else. Oh yeah. Uh, so oh. you can tell your story about your nah, car. Nah, this and nah, that. Nah, I'll nah, actually know it's too specific. Yeah, yeah. Allow it. Allow it. But Allow just it. to let you know somebody doesn't rate sense in his life. And I was good. No, you handled it better than I would. Yeah I did. I like sense you me to run up. Nah. We've got boys like that. Mm-mm. I'm joking. I wouldn't tell you on the podcast if we were going to run up. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Why should we? Move Why? in silence. Why should we snitch on ourselves? Well, we take issue six uh, Yeah. We... Take issue on. I'm sure I saw that on a um, Geodes African Instagram. And somebody was like, take on. So I now call him take on. <laughs> Maka is out here like 44 years though 44 wow. years and he's getting out next year he needs a whole face transplant that's the only way he's making it till the end of 2020 mm-hmm. trust and believe people are ready for him yeah not even people maybe when he goes back into jail the bodyguards might just yeah. out him yeah well out him off him but then it goes back into this whole cloud culture way people have spent so much time um curating this image of of themselves yeah and then when reality and when the law when um reality sets in and starts catching up with you mm-hmm. you see that utikashi where he was like an internet gangster and now the government was like are you really about it and he was like, like no, no <laughs> i'm not, not about, about those 44 years i'm not about it and that's the one thing that i've even within my own personal life i'm not saying like i'm stitching on everybody or type of thing like that Ooh. right but like see within the summer we had the hot girl summer movement uh, the okay, city yeah. girl movement I, as a feminist, I appreciate it. I'm like, girls, get it, be about it. Is it about me? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's an absolute lie. Like, no. Like, I'm not, absolute... I'm not a city girl. I'm not. I've accepted it. Dan and I was like, I, I can try act The fashion and the fits are too expensive, man. Like, fashion over for white. There is boo- not even boohoo, ASOS. Um, but, like, I've realized that within myself, like, I'm not a city girl. I'm not, um, what is it called? The hot summer girl thing. I was in a relationship, not involved, not part of that. Hot autumn girl, Jesus is my Lord, Jesus is my savior. I have to be accountable of my behavior. So oh god i'm like i'm not saying like i'm trying to be goody goody but i'm just accepting the fact you that know like, your lane. like i know my lane i'm sticking to it and just embracing what god's gave me and just running in it and running with it whereas Takashi was out here trying to be an internet gangster i'm not out here trying to be i feel like that's yeah. what made him sell though because mm-hmm. i don't think his music was that great mm-hmm. like i don't think it's any better than any other mumble rapper mm-hmm. and especially like with rap how um saturated the market is mm-hmm. you need a unique selling point oh, and just his recklessness mm-hmm. was visually stimulating in a sense of when is this guy gonna die and how so mm-hmm. like how sway like 
Like, how sweet? Like, <laughs> if you hear the things that are coming out of his mouth, like, I think just as humans, we like we love drama mm -hmm. you might not be a person who's in the drama but oh. like when you hear some nonsense happening that's why love island has been such a hit oh, gosh, because yeah. people just love to see things going on and we don't like to be involved in it mm -hmm. but we'll definitely like look out of it like when someone's car crashes the traffic backs up so much because people just want to like look out the window and see mm -hmm. what happens mm -hmm. even if it was just like simple bird or something mm -hmm. um but yeah like takashi man like, yeah, he needs to start out his life, man. His mom needs to have a chat. His mom needs to slap him. To have a chat with him. No, and slap him. Yeah, that is true. Be serious. A good African beating. Yeah. I'm not involved. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> joking. Do you see any of us moving reckless like that? We move in silence. Move the ones who move reckless do it in silence. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Because we know some dodgy dealers, but have mum ever heard anything? Has police come no. knocking at their door? Yeah. No, they yeah. move in silence. I think that's the one thing that I appreciate about like African kids as well. Like we we'll know that X Y Z is doing what, but will we say anything to each other's mothers? No. Oh my God! No, even your mum. Like, my mum said that like if something goes down, she ain't snitching. Just someone's sh getting a beat. Just someone's getting beat but like do you know the way they kind of like squeeze that soft part of your thigh mm -hmm. and they just used to squeeze in church my mum did it for me because she gave me chewing gum and she said i was chewing too loud <laughs> and then she told me to oh hold it on your tongue uh, for what like <laughs> it's don't chew the chewing gum just hold it on <laughs> and then like i chewed like the tiniest bit and she just grabbed my thigh at my 21 years of age i was humbled so quick i was like no your place chica you will always be the child in this household. <laughs> that, 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 that's fair. That's Literally, fair. so I was just like, ah, let me humble myself. Mm -hmm. This ain't my house. Mm -hmm. Like, growing up African is just a whole other thing. Huh? Um, it, it's an extreme which, spot. Yes, speaking of which. Let's oh talk no, about, how was your summer? Oh, I was in the library. I was at work, I was in the library. Is that full stop? <laughs> Period. Period. Like, work, library, moved house, that's it. Yeah, and you've submitted, so now you have another degree. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you do claim amen. it. Amen, I have two degrees. I've got two degrees. Wait till I start flexing on people on, on my graduation day. Amen. Um, be like, no wonder tripled or whatever. Anyway, um, let's talk about black excellence. Black excellence. I want this, can we have like a theme tune? I'm going to find something to edit in. But Black no, be like the blackness. Keep keep on. Do that. Da, na, 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 na. You much. can win. Just on your head in the sky. Okay. Keep 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 on. It's a song about black excellence. I know there's a part that actually specifically says black excellence, in it, but I just don't know that bit yet. Today you just reminded me of um, the revolution shall be televised, which is a uh, oh yes. yeah, oh yeah, gifted and black. Uh huh. To be young, gifted and black. Oh, Nina Simone, please. Oh, come back. Oh. Oh, that reminds me of a patient that I had. She was from South London, from Hackney, I think. Yeah. Hackney's in South London, right? I don't know. I I'm so. not repping because those Londoners come for you. They oh, rep yeah, their yeah, district yeah. hard. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. So apologies, apologies uh, if, if it's there, it's yes. there. We don't know, man. She grew up in Hackney, and I remember just walking to her room. She was playing music, and she was playing that song. She was like, "You are young, gifted and black," and I was like. Yeah, I am. And we just started dancing together. <laughs> it just like um, filled my heart with warmth and blessings. And oh. it's like sometimes you do get patients who are just absolutely incredible. But yeah, um, speaking of black excellence, black can we excellence. talk about Champagne Papi? 
Champagne poppy. Champagne. Champagne. We're not even talking about. Oh, do you know that? Wait, do you know someone's handle on Instagram, which is Prosecco Papi? <laughs> Reese Parkinson. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Um, but like in regards to Champagne Papi, I'm not talking about him as the rapper that he is, which is incredible. Like I love a good Drake bop. However, I'm talking about him the as the television producer that he is. Mm. So he's recently produced um, Euphoria starring Zendaya in America. It's about like, um, it's kind of like skins, but American, a lot more drugs. Okay. And he talks about a teenage addict. Okay. And her story, her friend's stories, and like, not she's not the main character. Well, like, all of the, most of the characters are the main characters, isn't you? You know how in television sometimes they show you the backstory of one character. Okay. Within Euphoria, they tell you the backstory of every character, and okay. it's the kind of television show where you find yourself empathizing with the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Like it, drug it, dealers it, have souls. Drug dealer has, and the drug dealer is played by this um, young man who looks like uh, Mac Miller, which is just like just oh, just oh, just oh, just oh. Anyway, you lost uh, it, didn't you? Yeah, I lost it. It's just just a mind. Real, I was gonna say about it. <laughs> That's um, my choice. Yes, yes. And then, um, and then he's gone on to produce Top Boy in the Top UK, Boy, blah, blah, um, blah, blah. featuring Kano, Ashley Waters. Oh, Kano, can we pause? Can, can we just pause? No, Dave. No, can we? Okay. No, all of them. Let's just do a roll call. Can we go Kano, mm-hmm. Ashley Waters, mm-hmm. Michael Watts, mm-hmm. Michael Watts, mm-hmm. Michael Watts? Oh, I had to follow my Instagram the first time I watched. Oh, oh. Wow, the Lord has blessed us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, did I miss anyone? Uh, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Like, no, 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 like, no, 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 no,
how they command respect as well. Oh, yeah. And there's Even, a hierarchy, yeah, isn't there? There is a hierarchy. Do I agree with everything that is done? No. Absolutely, but also, as much as I want to work in finance, there are some people doing a lot of illicit, dodgy shit mm-hmm. that is equally illegal, but because it's classed as a white-collar crime, there's a pre... There's a... Classism, yeah, that comes along with it. That mm-hmm. oh, if you go down for fraud because da, 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 you'll obviously get a lighter sentence, mm-hmm. and also people will be like, oh, but think about his previous career. Mm-hmm. As much as like drug dealing is bad, but this man mm-hmm. that might have made like one million mm-hmm. in a year, but we don't context as that, no. even though both of them are committing crimes. Yeah, we're seeing that even like um, I guess it goes into privilege, white privilege. Um, we don't hate white men. We don't. We really don't. We don't hate <laughs> Let's white just people. preface this before no, I go on yeah, rant. Like I feel like a lot of people especially people who know me in real life that they, they, they may think that i hate white people i don't my best friend is white and I'm not saying that i've got even she a white to... male be- best friend and he's exactly oh, like these yeah, men were yeah, describing yeah, yeah, but because he owns his who he is he's and his white male status yeah he's not like i hate like when people like oh no but this doesn't mean no own who you are yeah. but understand there are certain privileges that come along with mm-hmm. it therefore move correctly to create opportunity for everyone mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the one thing that um, when a white person knows who they are, owns their identity, and then um, is open to learning about their privilege, is open to learning how other people function and um, how other people experience this world, I'm done with that. Like, you can be in my life, I can be vulnerable with you and stuff like that. Will I be as vulnerable, vulnerable with you about being black as I would with Chiku? Probably not. Because I remember the summer there was a day when I called you and I was like, I'm just tired of being a black woman. Yeah. It's, I think it's the explaining, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, but then equally, I totally get with me, like with my white friend. Should I say his name? No, yeah. I'll keep his name out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's an education because definitely he's like totally open to getting to know people. But I think also because he's so intelligent mm-hmm. and like um, me and his relationship is like hilarious. Like we've said, we are best friends to keep the other person humble. So we literally just spend our time just like berating each other, mm-hmm. but equally like caring about each other. Like I remember like when I went through something, like I literally texted about it and then he literally called me. We had like an hour and a half conversation. I think you walked in yeah, on the I end of it as well. um and like no he's like a really good egg but equally like there's some things that he thinks of in such an intellectual level that like i'm just like this happens because it does and even though you don't relate to it you have to understand that it's still a big topic so sometimes it takes a lot of effort like you have to be friends with that person to willing to be willingly educating them when they have been um, just trained for the past like 22 years or whatever mm-hmm. to think a certain type of way just because of society mm-hmm. um, and it's long oh but one thing what's your favorite moment from top boy Hoy. i know man. i think when modi found found the supplier the laugh at the end oh the woman yeah when he found the supplier when i'm um, thinking jamie turned around and was like oh this is our supplier and he just went off and i was like you scare me Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, hello. So you are very attractive and you're most likely going to ruin my life. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. Yes. This is going to be fun. I'm like, let's play. Oh. Which is really not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what's mine? Mine, I know it straight off. At mum. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what happened is at this little boy mm-hmm. um, was set up by Kano mm-hmm. and um, thingy, Sony. Huh? Sony. 
No, yeah, Sully Deshaun, and Deshaun set up, yes. use their acts to basically um, get Jamie's brothers arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their way of tying up loose ends, because obviously they sent, um, they managed to get him out because the police, well, we don't know if yeah. they managed to, but they basically sent an assassin to go kill this little boy who's mm-hmm. like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And Atts' mum, the realest that has like, ever, like, nah. nah, there's like, there's something about being a mother that there is an instinct that it's like oh so one of us is gonna die right now because mm-hmm. my child's not dying the way she fought this man with a gun mm-hmm. and that little boy acts who had cursed her out yeah. the day before yeah. i tell you i could have slapped this brother mm-hmm. the way that his mum has been back like right. taking care of him yeah. um and he basically hides his corner and mumsy fights this man with guns being shot off or whatever mm-hmm. and this guy runs off and then after that she goes and hugs him i'm like mum there is some trauma that she has experienced mm-hmm. is experiencing and she's still a real one mm-hmm. to fight this guy and then go comfort her kids like a mother's love man like yeah. she her whole story made me cry the that entire is, way through that, that is true she, like, um, that is a mum. like i think yeah but then i want to Okay, not to make it Christian or anything, but I kind of reflects me like of the love of God. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> <laughs> you know that it like does. Bring it back to Jesus. Bring it back to Jesus. Yeah. Um, like it's like you can go in the world and higa higa. Higa haga higa. And just like move mad. Yeah. And the moment. Oh, for some talk- chicken and chips. Huh? Do you remember at the start they gave him chicken and chips so they could because he was hungry and stuff. So they obviously like manipulated him. Oh gosh, yeah. But I don't think he got paid that much. Yeah. But like um. Thing Ath's mom, the love that she has towards her son, protecting him despite him cursing her, oh, and sh- then just bring him back into that love. That is an absolute um, definition and an example of grace. Yeah. Somebody actually truly gracing it's like you've messed up. Yeah. And son, you've messed up. Not only have you cursed me, you have then gone and brought literal danger into my home, mm. and I've protected you from that danger, and I'm going to show you love. Yeah. From those things, it's like. Sometimes you just, I look at it and I'm like, that's the absolute definition of being graced, of being unconditionally loved. And it's a beautiful thing to watch and to see. And I think one thing that I'll say about Top Boy is that it didn't only show the story of like, um, you know, like um, Deshaun and um, Sully and Jamie, like their business. It also showed the other experience of being black. So, for example, Jamie's little brother, his girlfriend, oh, okay, her, yeah. fa- her family, they're quite like middle class, if not like... I feel like that's more upper class. Only, okay, they're more, more upper class where daddy's like... Their garden is huge, yeah, isn't like, it? One of, the, one of the parents is like an academic and the other one is like an accountant or something like that. Think, oh, surgeon. Oh, oh surgeon. surgeon. And, and then mom is in finance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's another story where it's like... For example, you may have came in an, in an environment of where top boy things could have happened around you, yeah. but then you as you, you're likely your kids are likely to be Jamie's girlfriend. Is that in line? Wow. Yeah. That's because that, that's, that's what the, we're aiming for to the, get to a point, yeah, aren't that's, we? That's the kind of children that we are going to birth. That's the generation that we're going to raise up where they're middle class <laughs> little like shit. No, never. No, I have got like I've never okay. thought of it like that because I always thought my privilege is the privilege I'm making is for me and the generations, but I've never thought of my kids. kids' generation. Yeah, and I, I th- I'm always scared about that. No, I, I think about that way. It's like I'm aware that the opportunities and the things that my parents have done for me to be where I am, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for that. However, I understand that my children are going to be at a different level where it's like 
they can come to me and say mummy daddy like when student finance say how much do your parents actually earn that actually has an implication as in mom and dad can give me money when i'm at university sure. type of thing yeah. my kids will understand that actually mommy and daddy can help me pay a deposit mm. for my flat whereas our parents yes they've given us the opportunities and they've done everything that they can for us to be where we are but we have to take it to the next level Football. with our children where actually some of our peers some of our caucasian peers their parents will give them deposits <laughs> they'll buy them cars they'll buy the whole house yeah, they, they, deposit. They, yeah they'll buy the whole house which is yeah. a beautiful thing because they've worked for that because their parents have worked for that yeah now our generation especially i'm not gonna say my generation isn't the people that are around me especially immigrant like immigrant children around me yeah we are going to raise up that next generation who's actually going to be like bringing the middle class yeah the middle class where they can go to private school if they want to literally you know and um they can go on skiing trips because uh, imagine because i can afford to that would be mental. Yeah. No, I just I've never thought that far forward. Oh. I no, I have. No, I have thought that far forward. But like, I'm always scared that I'm just going through these little shits. Because I always had the idea that the certain experiences that we've lived, and I guess like the hustle, the struggle of like seeing certain things, obviously it has brought some trauma along with it. Mm-hmm. But it's taught you so many life skills, like let's say communication, mm-hmm. or um, how to hustle. Mm-hmm. Like I always had like a weird thing. Like I, I've always been to making money mm-hmm. no oh that sounds like i was gonna say like i did a legal business I've never, <laughs> I've never been associated with any sort of illegal activities your parents shielded you from that That's i know uh, yeah but i think like we still equally saw it and i think like the need to like make money has always been something that's built yeah. in and i guess that's from like the experiences so even like charity days like i'd organize stuff and we'd always make like a really good amount of money for it mm-hmm. and that's been brought forward but if i get to a point where there's like a certain level of privilege mm-hmm. for my children like will they still have that hunger and the drive that kind of I, keeps me ticking along now okay they will i will say this because i am friends with the people who who have that level of privilege and they still have that hunger like i have a friend I won't say her name. I have a friend where, like, mommy and daddy can absolutely do absolutely everything for her, and yet she's still hungry to create a path and create a thing for herself. Did they? But they are. No, did they? Did their you said did they buy everything for her? No, they can. If she asks, they can. They've bought her a car and okay. everything. Um, we have another friend as well who mommy and daddy have got her like a flat and stuff like that. And yet she's still just as ambitious, just as wanting to go forward. And yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like something. Oh, but like, okay. like I know of people whose parents are in a position that they can give them everything that they want, and they've gone. Those people, yes, they made dumb mistakes when they were teenagers and stuff like that. But into adulthood, those people are in my life because they're just as ambitious, they're just as driven, they just want to change the world and impact society in a positive way. And it doesn't matter of their background. They may come from a privileged background, but it doesn't mean that they're spoiled. There's a difference. Like they understand mm-hmm. where they come from, but they, they're not they're using that privilege to actually even take themselves even at a higher level and continue that family legacy. It's the kind of, it's, it's what you install in your child. If you raise your child to be a brat, if you raise a child to be a spoiled brat, mm. of course it's what they're gonna be. If you raise a child to to understand the importance of work, to understand the importance of ambition and drive, they will carry that on. They'll understand that okay, it's the same thing for your parents, right? You mm. they, they brought you into this England. My parents brought me into this England. I could have chosen. You know what? I'm in England. I made it. 
like I've made it. I'm just gonna get on the benefits. I'm just let's move just, let's just, just move on. Just not do anything about it. I could have chosen to make those decisions. I could have chosen to go that way. But guess what? Mummy and daddy would not allow that. Not in this day and age. They would have not allowed that. Now I'm in a position where I come to them and I'm like, Mom, Dad, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z. They don't even need to parent me in regards to like elevating myself yeah. financially. Mm. So yes, it is. A, I understand where you're coming from, mm. but it's what you do with your child. Okay, yeah. like you can create this bubble. You can give your children the opportunities that, yes, you may not necessarily have. But like, I want a nepotism. Hi, I cannot wait to use that. Yeah, but I feel like, like nepotism is more of like a community yes, aspect, of isn't course. it? I because have many friends in different industries. Like my child, if my child was to come to me and say, "I want to work in finance," right? I'm no longer in a position where my parents may not have friends who are accountants or mm. working in finance but I'm in a position where I know two people at the age of 24 who are in finance mm. where I can say okay you can talk to Auntie Chiku or you can talk to Uncle XYZ he can get you an internship look at that look at God yeah. type of thing where I am now in a position where I can open doors for my kids whereas mm. my parents opened the doors with the kids that they had for yeah. XYZ but I can open even further doors with my village mm. Mm. wow I feel like that was just a rant TED talk it's a TED talk though no I agree yeah I think as well it's like um there's like a certain family who like I'm really close to and like they have like lovely kids and stuff Mm -hmm. and I found out as well that their kids like go to private school and I was like super like the kids are just really smart and I was I feel so is is it like a I'm always like on two parts about it like Mm -hmm. I remember my parents used to threaten me and say we'll send you to private school Mm -hmm. um like if like my grades weren't good or something because Mm -hmm. like they probably knew that I'd that hate it or threat. something. Yeah, they, that they was a threat. threat. Yeah, because like I saw the kids that went to private school and like I was the odd one out, like in a Yorkshire secondary school, oh, okay, but yeah. in a private Yorkshire secondary school, oh. I'd be an even more odd one out. Okay. And I feel as though like in those places, like bullying is a bit more rife because like you don't see your mum and dad for three months, so mm. things can really go down. Oh, boarding school. Yeah, and also like mobile phone restrictions. It's like really strict as well in the UK. Oh, the way. Like, education system unlock. I would definitely shoot my kids out there for a year <laughs> um so i don't know like I, I remember like i always said oh i want kids by 24 i'm turning 22 <laughs> i'm turning 22 this year imagine a whole me birthing another me in two years <laughs> i'm like oh my i can't right now i was in um kids church and the kids absolutely amazing mm-hmm. but like stress man like i was just looking at him i was tired and i was like like i've been looking around and looking at people who have kids because I, I had that whole 24 thing and i just see people pushing push pram up a hill and like the kids vomiting or like as well when i go to the gym i always end up going at the time that the primary school the kid's coming so this pet kid like the kid's on his scooter bringing it and mumsy has to now take it home with her as well mm-hmm. and i was just like this this whole thing is long this children thing i know you love them and everything but some days you must be like ah I think you should Can I sleep? Yeah, like I think when it comes to having children, it's one of those things where It's I've a decision. Had, it's a no, it is actually a decision where it's like I'm, I'm not like, getting accidentally pregnant now, tell oh you God, that. It's no, gonna be a no, decision. No, no, it's gonna be a decision where I have to sit down with my husband and be like, babes, uh, let's populate this? the factory. Uh, I, I'm like, uh, are we doing population now? Are we adopting? What are, what's going on? Like type of thing. Mass but, evacuation. Yes. But like, no, he, the, it's a thing that like, I have to consciously make it's a decision. And that comes with 
in a place where like I am privileged enough to actually be able to make that decision to say mm. oh I want to have kids at this age yeah. or at this point in my life right now I'm all about well getting money we'll try to find random in a different tax higher no hey. different different doesn't and higher tax higher. bracket higher tax bracket let's let's just clarify the parameters this is elevated. and no. let's not forget i'm a student so my tax bracket is like basement i'm worse than worse right now so anybody <laughs> we should start a patreon yeah, so they can support like cheeky's um sainsbury's pizza habit like during exam season it's just me crying into like an auditing textbook with like grease stains over the top it's oh, disgusting it uh, is. I, I did consider going food shopping and i thought about going to morrison's and i was like yeah no let's go to aldi like there is an aldi for a reason the best thing at morrison's mm -hmm. their finest camembert cheese with um i feel like that's your bad day treat oh for sure every sunday because mm -hmm. uh, i get the bus as well mm -hmm. day rider mm -hmm. plug mm -hmm. um pardon mm -hmm. me um i go to morrison's get myself morrison's finest camembert with um red onion and thyme infused and he put it into the oven and it bubbles up you get some fresh bread made you get yourself a nice glass of wine oh oh a sort of lifestyle I want to be living. The only thing that would make it better if someone was feeding me. Mm. I can't feed you. We don't um, have that kind of relationship. No. Oh, a bit of Parma ham on the side. Oh, mm. sliced at the deli. Oh. Oh. Okay. So love language is food. Cheese specifically. <laughs> Cheese. Cheese and fresh bread. And lots of wine. Okay. Let's start a separate Patreon for Cheeky's Wine <laughs> collection. Can I get a part of that, please? Oh, for sure. The more the merrier. We like wine in this house. Uh, wine and cider on my pot. Oh, cider's really good. It's just very fizzy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel as though I'm just like burping the whole time. Don't know, it just isn't attractive at all. I yeah, feel as though like all my attractiveness has now gone yeah. since these podcasts have started. If someone's been listening. And it's like, you are the Christian, um, like, pillar and i'm just the one that <laughs> says like all the stuff that you're not wanting to say balance <laughs> balance balance <laughs> no um see to me it's like if i'm gonna have cider in my own house in my own flat yeah with in pajamas mm. with no makeup and i'm burping always have, with no makeup i'm like you, you have no right to judge if i want to be classy Clearly, I'll be wearing a tight black dress in town, wearing drinking high heels and wearing well, not drinking high heels. I'm drinking red wine <laughs> in high heels. Oh, red wine is a plug. Yes. I've I've become an adult. Mm -hmm. I am now a fully qualified adult. Who put you on red wine? Sasha. No, not Sasha. Chanel. You didn't put me on red wine. Chanel's been doing red wine for ages. Oh. You heard that, Chanel? Becky. I love Chanel, so I'm not gonna even gonna try like. Yeah, Chanel's like been on it for a while now. I've been on it for a minute as well. Have you? Yeah. I'm sure like I was at hers like a year ago and she definitely had it. Yeah, but I used to live with mummy and daddy so I can't even say, do we have your red one? Exactly, so she got that one. She claimed it, that's okay. hers. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like yeah. So what have you learned? Major lessons from the summer besides your love for red wine now. Okay, my major key mm -hmm. for this summer that I'm going to take mm -hmm. into the end of the year mm -hmm. and furthermore is that everything good isn't always for you. Oh, 
Um, what was I watching? Um, he's not that into you. Oh. So um, I was watching that film yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I think like the key takeaway is one: men and women can be trash equally. Amen. Um, it's not like based on one specific gender, but I think more so than that is that the good thing was in front of her, mm-hmm. but she was also had other people who were good for her, mm-hmm. but weren't the right fit for her, okay. or didn't want her, or she created the fantasy. Yeah. Oh, side note, we all love to live in oh. our fantasies, in our head. The minute you meet this lady, the minute you meet Mandem, you already have their name, you have your kids, you have everything like figured out in your head of what you want them to be, and they will never live up to that. They will always fail yes. to live up to your expectation of them yes. and the person you've created. Jumping on that, I had a late night, refle- late night reflection, yeah. and it simply boils down to the following words. Okay. I am done placing men on a pedestal based Ooh. off my fantasy. Mm-hmm. I will get to know them prior to giving them undeserving accolades. Undeserving. Undeserving. If that's another word. Yes, because I feel like, as you were saying, as girls and as men, boys, sometimes. Yeah, I think so. They just don't tell yeah. us. Like, we, we, we think about somebody and be like, oh my God, that's the love of my life. You get to know them and you're like, oh my God. Like, the the um, chat is amazing. Like, the chat is amazing. Okay. The chat might have been amazing for a while. No, one conversation you've had with this guy and he yeah. made you laugh. Yeah. He made you ha ha ha. That one conversation. No. He used all his lines in that one conversation. See, I I am truly, truly learning to understand. Like, I used to think, like, being friend-zoned is like, oh, my God, I'm not good enough to be with you. No, it's a saving grace. The Lord has protected your soul. Yes, And I'm like, I would generally happily be in someone's friend zone or put people in friend zone so I can get to know them in a place of, like, low expectations. Mm-hmm. And it, it, during that friendship, we can then decipher like the level of vulnerability, the level of how much I want to get to know you. Yeah. If we're friends mm-hmm. and we're getting to know each other and everything is going really, really, really well, yeah. And we vibe and there's a little bit of chemistry. You can take it to another level. You can take it to another level. That's when I start adding X's in my conversations and like <laughs> gifts of me winking and whatnot. But the love hearts. Yeah. No, the like, kisses. The, I think. Oh no, kisses is like we've we've been dating for like three months. I'm not very affectionate of a text. I've realized that. Uh, I'm not a very affectionate in person. I'm affectionate in person. <laughs> I really am. I'm like I think I yeah, I really am. Like I want hugs. I, I want to, I want my hair stroked. I don't care whether I have my afro, my wig, my. <laughs> I want my hair stroked. You can I feel want, the tracks. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I want to be told that I'm pretty. Like I just want yeah. to be hugged. I want to be told that I smell good because that like, perfume costs a lot of money. So you better tell me that I smell good. <laughs> um, I want you to tell me that my makeup is on point because putting on false eyelashes that takes like 15 to 20 minutes. Oh and Lord. That is a lot. Like, you better tell false me False eyelashes have actually been the bane of my life in this house. Yeah. Welcome. Literally, anytime we need to go somewhere, I literally will start getting ready 20 minutes later because this girl needs to put these like propellers (laughs) on her eyes. But I look cute. I I look cute. Now claim it. I look cute. Claim it in the name of Jesus. I am beautiful. Like, I I, I don't feel like Claim it. Claim it. I I think it's the lashes as well. Okay. When I look at somebody like up and down with the lashes on, they're like, okay. Oy. They feel the wind as well. They go, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, a funny you. You know that. Uh, what were we even on? Um, major key. Oh, <laughs> major key. Everything isn't good for you, and that equally means sometimes 
letting go of something that is good right now because you know you're kind of holding on to a period of time and unfortunately as humans we grow and we evolve yeah. and there's an understanding and acknowledgement that we have to make that this was good for now but it's not going to be good in the future what has gotten you to this point won't get you into that place mm -hmm. and like even what you said about making friends like now i'm much more um deliberate in ensuring that i am aligning with my friends and ensuring that we're all going in the same direction mm -hmm. and we all have a vision separately mm -hmm. before we as friends like even become friends because mm -hmm. like what is it show me your friends now show you your future, future. Um, and that's in all aspects of relationships that like we should always fundamentally know who this person is before committing to any sort of friendship mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I've just accepted that like there are lots of amazing humans in this world, mm -hmm. but not all of them are going to, not all of them are going to or should have an impact in your life yeah. because sometimes that might be negative because you thought, oh, this is an amazing opportunity mm -hmm. and then you let them in. But um, yeah, like there's some cool people in this world, but not everyone is for you. What's your, what's your eye and what's yours? yours? I think mine, it, it's multiple. So it starts off with um, slow progress or imperfect progress and slow progress. So, oh, I like that. Yeah, it's like... Imperfect think, progress is still, still progress. progress. Where it's like, I think especially within when you, you are growing and trying to make better decisions, trying to make healthy decisions for yourself and also for those around you. A lot of us tend to beat us up, well, not even a lot of us, I tend to beat myself up if I don't make a decision and stick to it and just like, and just like, and just, you know, like, match it on type of thing. And I'm learning that actually by saying yes to something, saying no to something one step at a time, yeah. um, I'm still progressing into making choices that are healthier and will benefit my future well, I suppose. Mm. And like you were saying, like, um, I am learning also that the situation may be imperfect everything that may be surrounding you may be imperfect however that's okay and how i respond to it it doesn't have to be perfect all the time but it just has to be in a place coming from kindness yeah and coming from love um another thing is it all points to his glory Amen. It, it doesn't yes we all mess up we mm. all um go through things we all you know higger hugger whatever moving mad moving mad however i believe in a god that can use my imperfections i believe in a god that can use my mistakes to point to his glory and actually teach me about another facet of myself yep. or also of him as mm -hmm. a father and that's so humbling mm -hmm. within my heart within me mm -hmm. and um yeah like it's been a summer of hard work it's been a summer of heartbreak it's been a summer of yeah. um challenges Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, like now it's autumn, it's living with the decisions and the choices that have been made mm -hmm. and it's leaving them out and actually looking forward into the future and learning to make or to choosing to have healthier boundaries for myself. Yes, healthy boundaries. That's, that's going to be my takeaway that, from that, 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 that this episode. That's the word. <laughs> healthy boundaries and not just boundaries that move to suit our feelings boundaries that are consistent mm -hmm. through the consistent good and the bad energy. consistent energy. energy oh now actually that's my saying my energy is always consistent mm -hmm. i'm an equal opportunity offender, offender. 
<laughs> Anybody can get insulted around me. Don't think you're special. The only person to get is my mum and dad. And that's because they can still beat me. <laughs> but anybody can get it. Um, so yeah, that's something I think I do well. My energy is always consistent with whoever I meet. Mm -hmm. But um, that healthy boundary setting, especially like when you are living the fantasy. Mm -hmm. That's what I always say now. Like when I can tell someone's like in dreamland, I'm like, just let them live their fantasy. Yeah. Um, if they start talking to mandem or start talking to gal them, mm -hmm. that's when it's an issue. Mm -hmm. But like if nothing's happened, let them live the fantasy. Let them just enjoy life. They'll be like, walking, just happy, smiling, <laughs> laughing at their own jokes. I do that. <laughs> Where you're just like, oh! I'm actually like, I should be a comedian. Um, you should, you should, I actually should be a comedian. Be. I am funny. I should write a joke book. Oh, 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 I can't say that. From Saturday. Huh? From Saturday. What did I say? Well, you're like, oh, yeah, you should be helping Bob in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually should be a comedian. Uh, but yeah, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. So do you have anything that you'd like to like us to pray over? I think whatever is going on in China and Hong Kong right now. Mm-hmm. So oh, oh, Brexit is coming. Oh, it's been coming for like the past two years. No, is it like Boris just wants to take us out? He's like, you know, like, if, do you know when you're going through a custody hearing? I'm not belittling this or anything. And let's say the dad is like, I'm having my kids, I'm having my kids, we're having my kids. Whether if we get we agree to like custody terms or whatsoever, Boris feels like the, the dad who kidnapped his kids and just like go and live in a different country or a different estate. Mm. And I feel like that's what he's doing with Brexit. He's like, I don't care what you all think, I just want England out despite yeah. the terms. And I'm like, but that's not going to benefit us economically, it's not going to benefit us um, within our universities, within our healthcare infrastructure. like. He doesn't care, he's too rich to be affected by no, this. Does Boris take the bus to be bothered about how much not, it costs? It's not even about richness, I think it's about ego being at the will. Like, I went to a wedding um, over the summer thing, and the pastor said he and his wife, he was a wedding preacher, which I absolutely loved. Um, I wish someone some had it, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. um, anyway, basically, he said, um, they never have disagreements, they have discussions. Disagreements and arguments, it's when the ego is at the forefront, mm. when your ego wants to win. Yeah. Right? When you're having a discussion, you're discussing the issue, you're focusing on the issue and hopefully formulating a response or formulating a situation mm. to dissolve the issue. Mm. Therefore, the ego takes a backseat. And I feel like right now with Brexit and Boris, the ego is at the forefront. Oh yeah. It's like, I have to deliver Brexit, I have to deliver Brexit. No, humble yourself and realize that actually you're impacting over how many people are in this country? Too many. I'm joking. <laughs> no, isn't that that too many for him to be doing his nonsense? <laughs> that wasn't even me trying to be rude. I wasn't actually doing anything. I'm like, did you vote Brexit? <laughs> Are you like, there's too many foreigners in this country? I am like, the foreigner. You're the foreigner. I am the foreigner. <laughs> like, that's something that's I was like, when I see people like, go back to where you came you're from. Italy. Did you not just come from Africa like two months ago? What are you shouting about? It's like, I told the big up, like, where I come from, I'll be like, I win. 
I will. When I'm done dropping it. Just give us back our gold and our oil oh, and our precious jewels. Oh, there's this boy in um, church yesterday. He was like, oh, you didn't know where I was from, right? So I saw a bus and I was like, oh, that goes to my mom and dad's. And I was like, wait, I thought we were from London. I was like, nah, there's black people in the north, you know. <laughs> this very His face is dropped. <laughs> it was just like, wow. Oh lord. Okay, yeah. what are we yeah. praying about? Yeah. Um, Brexit, Hong mm-hmm. Kong, mm-hmm. Um, mental health. Mm-hmm. Let's just put like a little bit of a word on that as well. Yeah. Uh, so should I pray? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Pray. I'll pray. Yeah. God, we come to you and we thank you mm-hmm. for this day. We thank you that we get to walk into every day with privilege, with confidence, of knowing that you have gone before us mm-hmm. and that your will has already been done, God, and we're just executing the plan, Father. Mm-hmm. We thank you that you have dreams that are much bigger than us. You have created this universe. Mm-hmm. So the things that you have destined for our lives, God, they can only be, well, they're unimaginable, Father. Um, I just pray over Hong Kong and the issues that are happening there. God, I pray that their leaders hear the cries of the young people, they hear the cries of the people who are protesting, Father, and I pray protection over people. I pray protection over mental health and everything that is happening. God, I pray that there will be no more deaths or um, vandalism or just people being brutalized through the situation, God. We pray that this can turn into a peaceful protest where people sit and listen to other people's opinions, God, and on that same part, we pray into Brexit mm-hmm. and whatever happens, God, that um, in the grand scheme of all this stuff that's being said, God, we just pray for the individuals that will be affected by this, Father. Yeah. We pray that everybody feels loved and known and that their position has been heard mm-hmm. and that the things they've cried out about, whichever side of the vote that they went on, they feel like valued, Father. Mm-hmm. And we know that you have such a plan that's greater than Brexit, greater than what Boris can do, greater than what the EU mm-hmm. negotiators can do, God, and your will will happen through this, Father. And I just pray unity over the situation. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, I pray into mental health. I pray that's that people know that they are wanted mm-hmm. and loved God and that you knew them before they were even in their own mother's womb you know the hairs on their heads and you know that their life is valuable and it does not depend on the words of man that have been spoken over them all the things that have been said over them in a place of anger and a place of hurt God because we do not know other people's story father mm-hmm. so we pray that you continuously just show them who they are show them that they were chosen by you god when the veil was brought down god we now have an uninterrupted connection with you father and i pray that we always choose to exercise that we always choose to seek you first in all things father and we know that our love is from a greater place god a source that will never end a source that is unconditional god and we thank you for this podcast we thank you for season two and we pray that it'll be even better than season one god in jesus name Amen. 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 And last but not least, guys, as we're um, in this time of prayer, we'd like to raise up our iTunes review process. Um, The way that this um, algorithm and stuff works, Mm -hmm. all the internet jazzy stuff, is that um, based off of our reviews, we move up and like more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast and experience it. So it'd be a really amazing opportunity for you could scroll down on your phone or scroll down on your laptop and just give us five stars. Tell us what your favorite thing about this episode was or even what your favorite episode has been so Mm -hmm. far or a suggestion. Um, just again we just want this to be an opportunity for the people to experience this and then just I guess like have a bit of a laugh mm-hmm. in the dreary and boredom that is life at yeah. times yeah. Um, and also you can follow us on our social media which is at whni underscore we have no idea we can follow us personally at I am Sand. 
and the life of Chiku. And what's this? That's amazing. Thank you. We are back. We are back. We're, We're back, back for episode one. We will see you next week, Wednesday again mm-hmm. from midnight because that's when I upload it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See you later, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.